Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, get your helmets on. Let's go, let's go. It's time to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. It's the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. I feel that chill. Smell that fresh Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan and the fans' high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Uh, welcome to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coach Show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM. The fan, I'm Mike McGivern. Glad to be back this week. My co host, Ryan McMillan, Athletic Director at Muskego. Hey, Ryan, thanks for you and Don with Chillis to carry that show last week. I appreciate it. Absolutely, my man. No worries. It's good to hear your voice this morning. Man, it's good to be back. That was, uh, I tell you what, I've never had a back issue ever, ever. Never had any problems with my back, and and, uh, I have total respect for anybody that has back issues nowadays because that last week I I couldn't stand, I couldn't sit, and I couldn't lay down. But other than that, things were going great. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt back issues, uh, in my opinion, are the worst because they, they're connected to any and every movement that you do, and it's uh, it's a tough situation, so I feel for you. Man, I appreciate that. Hey, so uh, let's talk there. I, I want to run down there. There's one adjustment that we have to the show, uh, to the information I sent you, and let me uh, run down today's show at 10.15. Al Maroder, head coach at Nicolet, is going to join us. At 10.30, the head football coach at West Dallas Hill, Scott Pritzel, going to join us. 10.45, uh, I recorded a, uh, a segment with uh, Tom Shafransky from the WIAA that I uh, wanted to, to, to air today. So 10.45, we'll air that. 11 o'clock, we're going to talk to Sam from Fastback Physical Therapy. And Fastback is a big sponsor of what we do on my youth and my high school show. And now, personally, they're really important to me. 
So we're going to talk to Sam. He's he's driving to Illinois, but we'll talk to him at 11 o'clock about what he has in store for me next week and what he has uh, to help some of our student-athletes that are, you know, week three of football is over, uh, pretty much over some games today. But some of the things that he has seen with some of our student-athletes, and we'll talk to, to Sam about that. 11-15, Andy Colston, he's the head football coach at Tosa West, will join us. At 11.30, our pick-and-save student athlete of the week from Tosa West, John McFarland, is going to join us. And then that last segment, as always, I'll, we'll talk about uh, games that are coming up next week and get Ryan's opinion on a couple of those. Uh, some games from last night. Muskego uh, took care of business before they've got a big game coming up this week, but you guys beat up on Waukesha South a little bit. Yeah, it took us uh... – I wouldn't say it took us a little bit to get going, but I think uh, we tipped our hat to uh, Walks of South and Coach Wiltz in terms of their game plan, and they were aggressive, and their kids uh, came out and fought and and gave us uh, a little bit of a challenge. We had a you know a missed run fit and a, a DB misplayed the ball once and got them a few points, but uh, kudos to Walks of West for for fighting in there and 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 giving us their best shot, and uh, we always respect that when teams do that. You know, it's interesting over the years, especially since you've been uh, my co-host, I always go right to the second half of, of games that Muskego's playing. And I and I want to see, because I saw firsthand, you know, I was on the sidelines for the Muskego-Marquette game a number of years ago where I, I really thought Marquette was going to get you. And then the second half, and especially the fourth quarter, you know, you guys just wear teams down. And, and that happened in that game, and it looks like it happened against Waukesha South last night as well. And you, you outscored them 30 to nothing in the second half. And it's hard for some teams to, to uh, be able to sustain for four quarters when they're playing a team like Muskego. Yeah, no doubt, especially with uh, our ground game attack. Um, our ground game was very consistent last night. I think we were three for four in first half possessions, and then uh, what were we four for four five for five in scoring points in the second half and hey you know you can hang in there for a while with it but if you're not scoring eventually it uh, your defense loses um, their gusto if you will or their want to to stand in there and take a pounding when they when they're not in the game so it just kind of takes over and you wear them out and and keep moving forward hey a couple of uh, teams that you know look in in college football you're talking all the time you talk Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State and sometimes high school football can seem that way as well you know you talk about Muskego and you you talk about Kimberly and you talk about some of the teams that consistently win their conferences Uh, Franklin would be another one and last night there are some some stories from last night that I thought okay you know what we need to talk to Al Maroder from Nicolet they're 3-0 and I said to him, I don't know the last time. I, I'm not a historian when it comes to Nicolay football, but I don't know the last time they were 3-0. and And he sent me a text back that said, rumor has it 1989. And all I said was I was thin and good looking back then. That's how long ago that was. <laughs> and he just started laughing. And I wanted to talk to the head football coach at Hale. You know, West Dallas Hale got a really nice win last night. And, and then the football coach at Tosa West. I, I can tell you this. They put up 90 last night, and there are a few people that aren't, you know, I got a couple of text messages about, did they really have to do that? Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. Um, 
it's funny because what goes around comes around. And years ago, we had an issue with um, a football coach over at Pius that that was up like 48 nothing and half and had their starters out to start the second half and threw a 60-yard bomb for a touchdown to start the first drive of the third quarter. And my co-host on that scoreboard show is Ron Davies. And, you know, Ron, if you talk about the greatest high school football coaches in the history of the state of Wisconsin, he's in that conversation. And Ron said, look, I don't like that. And we had the coach from Pius on, and Ron made that comment. And the coach from Pius said, well, that's why you're in the studio and I'm on the field. And, man, Ryan, it went crazy around here for about four days. Sparky kept talking about it on his show. The morning guys were talking about it. They kept replaying that clip of the Coach Pies telling Ron Davies, well, that's why you're in studio, to the point that the Pies people called me and said, look, what do we have to do to get this off the air? And he's got to call and apologize to Ron. And Ron was like, look, he doesn't have to apologize to me. And I go, yeah, I guess he does because my guy's over here. So what goes around, I guess, comes around now. I've got to stay consistent. And when I have Andy on the coach at Tosa West at 11-15, I'm going to have to yell at him a little bit, I think. Yeah, you know, I mean, everyone has different perspectives, that's for sure, and, and to each their own on on all sides. I would be interested to know, like, you know, sometimes there is no option to take your starters out nowadays because people don't have any backups. I mean, that's where we're at with numbers in some of these programs, especially with uh, last year's pandemic and some people not playing. Um, so I don't know. Maybe it's a case of that where he just had to keep his guys in and they had to play football. They got no other choice. But we'll find out. And if he if he had another choice, I think you're going to guide him on what that choice was. Well, I can, <laughs> hey, I can tell you this that his quarterback went one for one last night, and he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten different kids carry the ball. So it's not like he, he his quarterback was, you know, 31 for 37, and he had two kids carrying the ball. Right. He had ten kids carrying the ball. So, and he, look, one receiver caught one pass for 36 yards. So it's not like, and so we'll ask him, we'll, we'll certainly say, look, did you, you know, have to score the 16 in, in the fourth quarter, or were you just handing the ball off to kids that never had a chance to, to, to carry the ball much and they were taking it to the house? Cause it looks like that might be the case, but we'll, we'll find out at 11 15. Um, Hey, Eddie, look, the scores, the Sussex Hamilton score, um, Surprised me a little bit as well, uh, just a little bit, because Sussex Hamilton is a team that, you know, over the years has, has gotten really good wins. And for them to to get a win like they got last night, I thought that was pretty impressive, you know, to beat Marquette. Sussex, and, and to have Nicolay 3-0, to have West Dallas Hale um, get a really nice win last night. I just, there were some scores that jumped off the page at me last night. Yeah, and I think uh, another one that kind of jumped off the page at me was... Um in our conference, because I pay a little bit more attention there, but you saw Waxa West, and everyone was saying, yep. oh, Waxa West is 0-2, the, the Rucks era, no, no, no. And then <laughs> he had upstart uh, Oconomowoc that looked like they were turning the corner, and they're, you know, 2-0, and and their their programs believe in him moving forward. And old Coach Rucks found a way to go back to his hometown, and uh, his boys came out and played hard, and they righted the ship and got a W, and that might have, just might have, we'll find out. And, you know, 
uh, six, seven weeks here, that might have been the, the key decider in those two teams in terms of who makes the playoffs and who doesn't. So that's uh, that was an interesting one uh, around our area that, that we picked up on. Yeah, the game I was at uh, on the sidelines for the Menominee Falls and Germantown game at Menominee Falls last night, Germantown won 30 to 14. And look, it, it the first half was a really well-fought game. There were some plays that, you know, you just went, oh, my. You know, a couple of plays that it would incredible. Menominee Falls is really young. They started a bunch of sophomores, and they had, I think, 29 seniors last year's team that, that graduated. You got a chance to see that team last year up close and personal. Um, and they graduated a lot of guys, and, and they've got some kids playing right now that last year, if they were sophomores, would be playing on JV. And now they're, they're, they're playing on varsity, and Coach Lutz and his staff, I think, are doing a really good job. But a Germantown came out in the second half, and they, they shut them down defensively. You know, they, they shut them out. They outscored them 10 nothing in the second half. It was 20-14 to 14 at halftime. You thought, man, we got a barn burner here. But Germantown made a couple adjustments. They slid yet one more guy over on the Redding side. And Evan Redding, who's really good, he had five catches uh, for like 20 yards. But he rushed the ball a bunch. He did some really good things on the defensive end. But they double and triple team him because he is certainly the receiver who who is really good for Menominee Falls. And they're saying, look, if some of your other guys can beat us, um, go ahead. And, and beat us, but right now we're not going to let anybody beat us. I'm sorry, Evan Redding had five catches for 75 yards and a touchdown, and then uh, he had five rushes for 20 yards. So he he did his share, but the, these other guys are still doing a little bit of catch-up when it comes to the Menominee Falls team. Yeah, they were so talented last year, and when you got that many sophomores playing, uh, as you know, Mike, this football is a, is a senior game, and you need seniors to be successful. And, you know, when you start to look at the bigger picture of things, it's, they're probably two years away from being a really formidable opponent again, but they have one special kid and Evan and probably a few others to, to round out the crew. But you kind of you kind of see, okay, we're, we're back to rebuilding here. Uh, we're not reloading, but we're going to rebuild and, and get back to it and um tip your hat to germantown i I gotta tell you i did turn on the tv but i didn't turn it on to watch the game i turned on to see the sideline reporter up and moving so (laughs) man it was hard uh, it was a good one (laughs) you know what i gotta tell you and i'll tell you off the air but it was man i was in some pain that it this whole back thing i just i'm looking forward to this thing going away and i'm i'm on the right path at this point um but really quickly before we get to a break, I had a chance to interview um, the uh, Jennifer Redding, who is the mom um, of, of the Redding boys, and then his sister Sydney, who's in eighth grade. And you never know what you're going to get when you're going to try to interview an eighth grade girl on the sidelines, right? Because a lot of times they're like, "I am not talking," and like, "Well, I'm going to interview you, okay? Well, you do all the talking because I'm not talking." Sydney Redding who's in eighth grade, was like, hey, I get to talk, right? I go, yeah. She goes, great, cool. And she went up to the Minnesota-Ohio State game, and she's traveling right now, and she's probably there now uh, for the Badger game today. So she's just a wonderful eighth grade girl who was very confident and very poised when I put a, you know, the camera is live and I've got to put a microphone. So I want to thank uh, Jennifer and Sydney for their time on the sidelines last night. You guys did great. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Al Maroder, head football coach at the 3-0 and 
Nicolay football team. 3-0. Again, since 1989 is what we're thinking. They have not started the year like this. So we'll get to him on the other side. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by our local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM. The Fan, I am Mike McGivern. My co-host is Ryan McMillan, the athletic director at Muskego High School. And, man, I love stories like this. I do, and when I'm wrong on stuff, I say it. And years ago when Nicolet decided to uh, shut down their varsity football season to only have a JV, 
I went on the air and ripped it. I said, I don't think they'll ever be back. I think this is it for Nicolay football, and man, was I wrong. And I'll just come right and tell you, I was, I was wrong. What they did was the correct move back then because they got kids, more kids involved. They got a chance to win some games, and then they carried this over to what's now a 3-0 and Nicolay team. They started out by beating Sheboygan South, 42-13, then Oshkosh North, and last night beat Cedarburg, 21-20. And we we're joined by the head football coach at Nicolay, Al Maroder. Hey, Coach, congratulations. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. It was a good good win for the boy. Yeah, it was a really good win. And when, you know, when you got guys like me a couple years ago ripping you, ripping this program, saying, ah, this is a bad move, and and you guys uh, were right and I was wrong and figured I'd better say that on the air. Um, Coach, with this team, it just seems to me like, look, you guys you guys have been coming and starting to make some really good moves the last couple of years of, of trying to get to a point where you're competitive in this conference and to beat a Cedarburg team and a good Cedarburg team. That's a good team. Uh, to beat them in overtime 21-20, when they, uh, when they went for two, their coach and their their extra point was not successful. I think they did. They go for two or did they no, try to block, kick? We it? blocked the kick. You blocked it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Mr. Quam over there, uh, Daniel Quam, got in there and blocked the kick to to end the game. Man, oh man. Oh, tell me. I, and look, I I hate when guys on the sidelines go, "What were you feeling when that happened?" But I got to ask you. That had to be a great feeling. I would assume you were looking at what you were going to run. When you got the ball back, but when you when that thing got blocked, what a celebration for the Nicolay boys! Yeah, certainly. Uh, um, you know, it was one of those things where you know I'm running the offense, and I I sat there and said, "All right, here we go." Uh, I know coach coach over there was him and hawing between going for two and kicking it. He's got a nice kicker, and um, you know it was just something that that our guys our guys at that point in the game stepped up and made big plays. Hey, um, Ryan, when when you're uh, you know coaching at a place like Nicolay, which is has not and, and and as long as I can remember, has not been like a football factory, right? They they've had some great basketball teams and great basketball programs. They've had really good tennis and cross country and other sports, but football has never been kind of like the driving force behind the athletic teams at Nicolay. Now to get three and zero. And to teach these kids how hard it is to win, but now they're getting used to it, Ryan. That what a great move for them. Absolutely, and especially you go back to their win last night. Um, you see a, a historical football power in Cedarburg, who's always usually in the mix, specifically in Division Two. And uh, Nikolay goes and, and doesn't get a, a, an easy win. You know, you, you experience adversity. You get a hard-fought battle. Cedarburg scores late, probably has the momentum, and, and then one of your, your your player steps up and makes a play like the young man coach talked about and blocking the kick, and all of a sudden now everyone starts believing and makes uh, makes going back to work and getting in the weight room and practice the next week a heck of a lot easier, I'll tell you that. Go, go ahead, Al. I was just saying you bet. I mean, it's something where uh, these, you know, these kids – this is this is my sixth year here. I wasn't here when uh, when they did did shut down uh, the varsity year. But these kids in the, in this senior group, uh, you know, the leadership here has been fantastic. And and for them, uh, you know, we that was a come from behind. We were down fourteen seven, tied it, and then uh, eventually took over. So uh, absolutely, Ryan Ryan hit it on the head. 
Hey, coach, if I were you, I would, uh, I would, I would take Aiden Hill out and buy him lunch or something today. Hey, hey, man, he, uh, he, he wanted the kick. He wanted those spots, and he's he's been put himself in some big situations, and he's been doing well. Well, I got to tell you that that uh, extra point in overtime. I don't I don't care what anybody says. Extra points at the high school level are not automatic. You know, the snap, the hold, the kick. There, there, there are teams that won't even kick extra points because it's just there's too many variables. They don't have anybody that can kick it, or they haven't practiced enough. And now you got this kid who's, uh, you know, he has three extra points and nails them all. And you got to give the kid a lot of credit. And look, it, it takes a little bit of guts, the, the snapper, the holder, and for this kid to kick that through and understand the moment. You know, look, he's now put his team up seven. And anything can happen. Cedarburg scores, and you guys block it. Hey, you talked about the senior leadership, Al. Talk a little bit about this team and and the numbers that you have uh, throughout the program, and how many seniors um, about how many seniors are on this team. Well, we got about fifteen seniors. Uh, we're right around sixty kids, sixty kids total. Um, you know, with COVID, it was just a goofy year. I thought we'd have a little bit more, but but uh, numbers are bouncing back. We got twenty eight, seventh, and eighth, eighth graders. So you're seeing the program. Uh, really come back and 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 build back up after after a year of uh of what I would call weird, you know. Um but in terms of the seniors, you know, we got Braden Knott and Cole Trimborn, uh Beeson, Charlie Bond. I mean I got I got Charlie Bongard, I got tons of these guys who are just high character guys, high quality guys who who take the bull by the horns um and have high expectations for themselves and they're the ones who really set the expectations for the season. I can sit here and, and talk till I'm blue in the face, you know, but if these kids who have bought in and and are continuing to do it and hold each other accountable that, that are really, you know, changing this culture here. Hey, Coach, when um, when Joe Cook was my co-host, um, we had this conversation a lot about how difficult it is um, to get kids to understand how to win. You know, if, if you lose some close games and kids get comfortable with that and you can tell, you know, it's a close game, there's four minutes to go in the game, and, and all of a sudden the safety moves over a couple of steps because he doesn't really trust the cornerback and the linebacker kind of slides over a little because he doesn't trust the other linebacker. And all of a sudden that's when things go haywire. And to be able to finish and learn how to win is a very difficult thing, I think, to teach kids at this age. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's something that that uh, you saw with the Slinger win last year. That that um, you know, you just had to keep keep pounding the rock a little bit here. And and for them, you know, even that Oshkosh North game last night, checking the scores, they were up uh, or they were there was twenty one fourteen going in the fourth against Kimberly. So you know, I mean, that Oshkosh North game that was a big win too. Um, and it was something that we looked to try to schedule those, that Valley team and, and figure out you know where we stood heading into the the North Shore and that's something that I think those guys can reflect on and and winning those games early uh has helped carry us over into the North Shore. Hey, last question and we'll cut you loose. You know, you've got a couple sets of brothers on the team it looks like and and one is a a, a really young quarterback and he's handing off to his older brother it looks like and the older brother's having a big year. Oh yeah, Braden's Braden's uh, I mean He's a hard runner. He's a hard-nosed runner. He's a kid that we know we can hand the ball off to uh, and get him going downhill. Uh, it takes takes a couple guys to knock him down. You know, when we run, we're a triple-option team, so sometimes there's a little bickering between the one he's supposed to give and keep. Yeah. But, but uh, we keep it in we keep it in the family, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's hey, that's that's awesome. I'm sure there are some of the huddles where the older brothers going, "Look, man." 
just give me the ball or I'm going to tell mom on you. That's yeah. that's what I'm thinking. I, I can't say congratulations enough. 3-0 and since I, we think, you and I think since 1989, that has not happened. You get to celebrate for another four minutes, and now you got to start looking at Whitefish Bay, which is yep. obviously, the right now, them and Homestead, you know, certainly going to be the class of that conference along with Nicolet. If you wanted to, you know, 3-0, and you got to put you guys in that in that conversation. Going to be uh, a tough battle against uh, the Blue Dukes coming up on Friday. Certainly, yep. They're a high-quality team and a good program. And as we told the boys, you got 24 hours, and then we flip it over and let's play Whitefish Bay. Man, that's awesome. He's Al Maroder, head football coach at Nicolet. Coach, congratulations. I really appreciate a couple minutes of your time. You bet. Thanks. Have a great day. You got it. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, Scott Pritzel. West Dallas Hale will join us. I, I, Ryan, I don't remember the last time we talked much about West Dallas Hale, but they forced our hand this week. We need to talk to them. Let's do it. Yeah, it's been quite some time, but uh, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, they were pretty legit, but it, yep. it's been a while. Let's get them on the radio for sure. And you know what? I'll, I'll tip my hand. The UW Credit Union Team of the Week will talk to that coach on the other side of the break. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local Pick and Save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. On 1250 AM, the fan, I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host, the AD at Muskego, Ryan McMillan. Hey, Ryan, I think I tipped our hand a little bit before uh, the the end of uh, last segment. You know, each week we name a UW Credit Union Team of the Week. And we had, a t- I'll tell you what, we had about seven or eight different choices this week. And we came together and said, you know, West Dallas Hale beating a Brookfield Central team I think that warrants our UW Credit Union Team of the Week. And I was able to get a hold of Scott Pritzel. I want to thank uh, George for sending me his phone number because I didn't have it. And uh, West Dallas Hale last night scored 15 points in the fourth quarter and beat a really good Brook Central team. I saw them up close and personal. They were a two-point conversion away from tying Catholic Memorial on the first Friday night rivals game. And West Dallas Hale goes to Brookfield Central. No score in the first quarter. Brook Central's up 7 nothing at halftime. And Hale scores 21 in the second half to beat him 21-14. We're joined by the head football coach at West Dallas Hale, Scott Pritzel. Coach, congratulations. What a good win for you guys. Uh, thank you very much, Mike. Really appreciate it. I'm so happy for the kids. You know, it's been a Long time coming. Someone told me last night uh, Hale hasn't beaten uh, Brookfield Central since 2008 or 2009, and to to do it on the road, um, very happy for the kids. Hey, coach, I I got to talk a little bit, and, and we'll talk about the entire team. But Ty Clark, who is your quarterback, he had a really big game last night, 
And yeah. I'll tell you this, six feet of buck, 75. He's a junior. I, I think he's a junior. Is he a junior? Senior. He, senior. he is a senior. Yeah. Um, and, man, I'll tell you, his numbers from last night's game were incredible. And, I look, when – Recently, West Ellis Hale has not had a ton of success when it comes to football. They're in a really difficult conference. I, I think that that conference is, is I don't know if it's, it's as good as a couple of them in the state, but, boy, it's not second to many. I, right. I know that. And yeah. for you guys to, to – to, you lost to Wauwatosis the first game. Um, I think defensively, I'm sure you spent the entire next week talking defense because you gave up a lot of points against Toast East and then 12 to Waukesha South and 14 to Brook Central. Defensively, they, they've come a long way in two weeks. Yeah, you know, first of all, with, with Ty, he is just uh, – he makes coaching easy. Um, he's a very competitive kid, um, ultra-talented um, and just he, he's just got that drive, you know. He just he, it's never say die with him, and he never gives up on a play. And uh, he's just been been incredible for us uh, so far this year, and uh, can't be happier for him. And defensively, I, I, I joke, um, you know, if I wasn't the defensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator would have been fired after week one. But <laughs> since I can't fire myself, you know, <laughs> no, it was. The situation with that is uh, not making excuses or anything like that, but you know, I I, I took the job over two days prior to uh, the football season starting, yep. um, and you know there wasn't a lot of time there to install something new. So we kind of we kind of rolled with uh, what they were trying to run last year, and um, it wasn't in my wheelhouse, but I felt it was would be the best for the kids to try to get a, a smooth you know um, turnover and just had pieces in the wrong place and I took a look at it my coaching staff took a look at it and we we revamped the whole thing and and uh we're, we're running with something different you know you live and learn but uh, um I give credit to Tulsa East too I mean they have a couple kids on that team um that, that that are really good and we just didn't have an answer for them but that's what I'm so proud about with our kids um you know they, they just take coaching and they accept it and they and they run with it and like you said 62 the first time, that's a lot of points to give up. Kind of ruined the defensive average. But uh, and then came back 12-14 and 14 against a good South team and a very good uh, Brook Central team. So happy hey, for the kids. Hey, Scott, you brought up the fact that, that you took the job two days before uh, you guys opened camp. And, I, you know, I, I, we don't need to spend too much time on it. But, that's look, guys start, like, almost now thinking about what they're going to do next year. You, you had two days – to yeah. do that, and and I wondered your background as a football coach. What's your background? Uh, well, my I, I had co- I've been at Hale for twenty three yep. years, um, teaching, and I had always been with the football staff. But I have um, I have a son that's a senior uh, basketball player at West House Central, actually, uh, the crosstown team yep. in our in our in our town. And so I, I gave up coaching uh, two years ago just to follow him and watch him and. Uh, you know, since he's at the other other school, so I've been around the game. Um, I was the head basketball coach at, at at Hale for for ten years, eight years, something like that. So I've been, you know, I, I've been a head coach in a different sport. Um, so I've been around the game of football. Uh, you know, I've been a defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, just never the head guy. Um, so, and the whole thing was just that. And I did. They asked if I would do it, you know, um, in a pinch, and I said for the kids, absolutely, because. People don't out there don't realize this is their for, for these seniors. They've had a different head coach every single year, 
that's a it's a big change. It's a big change for a high school kid, you know, and to do it every single year of your high school career is, is pretty tough. So we just try to make it as simple as possible and as, as, as easy for them, the transition. And they've known me. Like I said, I've taught Fayette there for 23 years. So I know the kids, and we just felt it'd be a good fit. And so far it's working out okay, I guess. Hey, I got to give credit. And, Ryan, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you about this. I got to give credit to these seniors, guys like Ty Clark, who hung in there. This is their fourth coach in four years. And you know how difficult that is, that transition of learning, you know, new schemes, new language, what the coach is looking for compared to the coach from a year before. And the seniors that hung in there, Ryan, man, I give them all the credit. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that that's taxing on a kid, not knowing what you're going to get year to year. And, um, If you don't have a head coach, it makes you wonder who's running the uh, off-season weight room stuff, who's continuing to develop these kids, who's doing leadership council type things that so many programs are doing. And if it's constant turnover, a lot of times those processes and procedures and structures are not in place. And to have these seniors be where they are today and come out and compete the way they're competing and and beating the teams they're beating – beaten you just got to really tip your hat to them and say kudos to them and hopefully they keep it going hey um scott really quickly when yeah. when you know maybe the middle of the third quarter of the tosa east game were you shaking your head thinking what have i done <laughs> well i've been around the program like i said at hale a long time and i, I i've seen some really crazy things happen um of you know of ways to lose football games and things like that and yeah Midway through the third quarter, I'm like, uh, well, it started off really good, so at least we had a good first half. But uh, yeah, it was, but it was it the thing at the thing at Hale, and uh, um, it's always been, you know, when, when you're in a program that, that that's struggling to, to to get to get to the next level, to get to the next level, and you know, every program that ends up being successful goes through it at some point. But that learning how to win football games. Is such a crucial thing, and in that first game, I, I and you talk about the seniors. You know, I saw in that first game, it was the old "uh oh, here it goes again," and you could just sense yep. that. But you know, we talked about it, we preach about it, we preach about it that we're going to have highs and lows, peaks and valleys, and you've got to you got to work your way through that. And again, at you know, all of a sudden, you pass forward to game two against Waukesha South. You know, we give the ball up um, with a minute or two minutes left kid for Waukesha South, their quarterback, who, by the way, is unbelievable, um, made a heck of a play. They end up scoring a touchdown with a minute left, you know, and now they're down two, and that here it goes again could have crept in. But these seniors took leadership of the younger kids and said, it's not going to be tonight. We're not going to let it happen again, and we got to stop. And they've just ran with it so far. I mean, the season's early, but I, I give all the credit, to, like you said, to these seniors to hang in there. And uh, um, through all the ups and downs and the turnover, and uh, great, great bunch of kids at Nathan Hill High School really are. Hey Scott, I can't uh, congratulate you enough. I'm going to reach out to you uh, this weekend as our UW Credit Union Team of the Week. Uh, we've got a beautiful uh, trophy for you. Um, I'll, I'll record a commercial that uh, all next week will run on this station. Um, saying the West Dallas Hale footballers are UW Credit Union Team of the Week, and we'll head out uh, sometime next week and hand off this trophy. You know, you're going to have to have that conversation with these boys about, you know, being the hunter or the hunted. 
because you know what? Those days of you guys sneak up, sneaking up on anybody, Brookfield least knows now. They're they're oh. already watching film on what you right. did to Brook Central. And well, uh, well, the, the funny thing about that, Mike, is they didn't have a game last night, so got to be there and see us in person. And you know, with your coaching background, and you know. Um, uh, Ryan, you know, with his coaching background, when you, it's it's one thing to watch a team on tape; it's another thing to watch a team in person. So they got a little bit of a head start on it. Brook Brook East is a heck of a football team, very well coached. So yeah, we'll have our work work cut out for us, but we'll give it a shot, right? Hey, I look forward to uh, to seeing you this week. Uh, please congratulate your kids, and and I want to have you on in a couple weeks. And I'd like to spend one segment just talking about these seniors, if it's okay with you. Absolutely. That would be fantastic, and I think they deserve that because they're great kids. I believe that as well. He's Scott yeah. Pritzel, head football coach. Our UW Credit Union Team of the Week is West Dallas Hale Football. We're going to get you a break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk with Tom Shafransky. He is the assistant director of the WIAA. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM. The Fan, I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo for this interview. Ryan uh, McMillan will be back after this interview is done. He's got uh, had to step away for a minute. We are now joined by the assistant director of the WIAA. He is Tom, Tom Shafransky, and we just talked about being Polish and Irish and I'm butchering that last name. Tom, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Mike. It's it's easy, easy for everyone to remember. It's just Shah Fran, as in Tarkington, the old uh, quarterback for the Vikings, you'll recall. And then the ski part of it comes right along. So Shafransky works just great for me, bud. Shafransky. I, mean, I will get that before long, I can tell you that. Hey, Tom, I had you on um, the show that I do with, with Coach Swiddle a number of weeks ago, and just to say, hey, welcome, and, and uh, you know, you're going to be you're handling the football side of it, and this is a football coach's side, so I wanted to have you on for a segment. You know, we're, we're basically a, a third of the way through the regular season, kind of, and um, wondering how things are going from from your end, at, at least here in Southeast Wisconsin, and for the stuff that I do with high school football, I, I would say so far so good, right? Thanks, Mike. And thanks for having me once again. I really enjoyed our time with Coach Swiddle too. Um, you know, things have been progressing very well for us. Uh, the we we certainly have still had uh, some issues as far as COVID is concerned. And uh, I have been dealing a lot with figuring out ways to help uh, boys and girls participate in tackle football uh, throughout the state of Wisconsin. And uh, we are finding ways to help them get week to week in some cases, and in other cases, be able to have programs uh, so that we can keep this great sport growing and going. And I'm really, really happy about uh, the progress we made, especially getting through week three. Hey guys, if you you listen to this show, you you know that I I would thank Wade Lebecki a lot because he 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 was so yep. willing to come on and and share his his thoughts and he look he uh, 
he wasn't afraid if there were some issues that that I had that I wanted to talk to him about. He was never afraid to say, hey, look, I, I think you're wrong here and here's why. And we would have that discussion. And my fear when, when he retired was that pipeline was going to go away. And I don't think it is. I think with, with Tom nope. stepping in, um, we're going to be able to, to go to him and say, look, we think you're doing, I think you're doing things really, really well. Or, hey, I, I, I'm not sure about this. I have a question about this. And this phone call today is just to say, look, I, I don't know what's going outstate, what's happening too much. I know what's happening here. And there, there have been a few, um, I think, minor hiccups with the city conference and a couple of other schools. But I think for the most part, and the, the response that I get and the reaction that I get is people, Tom, just saying, man, it's just so good to be back, to watch my son, to watch the high school I, I went to, to watch my nephews play. And it just feels right. It feels good to be back and to be able to watch high school football in person. And look, a year ago, nobody had a template for what you guys were going through and all the things you were trying to do as the WIA and, and states throughout the Midwest were, had shut down football. And you guys were figuring out a way to get kids to play football because the understanding of getting kids together, competing, you know, doing things like that are just so important in, in, in those lives of freshmen through seniors in high school. I agree, Mike. You know, first of all, you know, Wade did just a fantastic job of uh, working with you, with coaches, with communication, and uh, working through so many different issues that we had during the past 12 years. And uh, he is going to be uh, deeply missed. I stay in touch with him regularly, and uh, he's, <clears throat> he's enjoying the time that we've provided him now with everything. Um, as, as far as um, all of the Issues that uh, people are going through, I have been talking regularly, uh, you know, almost, I wouldn't call it quite daily, uh, with uh, Dan Brunner and with Tony Biolo. Uh, as far as the Coaches Association is concerned, we've had consistent, good communication. I do try to leave them alone on Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays when all the games are taking place because it's so busy uh, for each of them. But uh, it, it really has worked out really well. We have had good communication with our staff, including our exec, new executive director, uh, Stephanie Hauser, who is very, very excited about football. And uh, we, we are already talking and, and trying to uh, start to, with them, put together some plans for the future, uh, in addition to dealing with the current challenges that we get faced with time and time again. So uh, it, it really has been a great experience, and uh, uh, we're, we're growing together, and I think our sport is growing because of that. We are talking with Assistant Director of the WIAA. He is Tom Shafransky. Hey, Tom, um, the, the adjustment that you've had now with, with, with handling football and some of the other adjustments with the WIAA, how, how much of a learning curve has this been for you? And, and can you talk a little bit about how long you've been? You've been with the WI since 2002. So you've been part of that staff for a while, but there has been some, some movements and some adjustments here in the last couple of months along with the last 16 months. How much has your day-to-day -day responsibilities changed? Thanks. First of all, Mike, I've been, yep, this is starting my 20th year. 
uh, with the WIA, and I, I was lucky enough to help with football uh, all along in some way, shape, or form, even though Dave uh, Anderson and Wade uh, were the primary uh, responsible parties with it all, and they, they really they really did the majority, uh, and I mean virtually everything that was involved uh, with all of this. But uh, taking, taking things over, we've adjusted assignments uh, where uh, I, I do have some new sport assignments, and football is one that I'm very excited to be able to do, uh, quite honored, quite honestly, to be able to take on. Uh, and all of us have really taken on new assignments. So my, one of my roles has been to uh, be of kind of a senior uh, assistant and help to uh, get everyone uh, understanding what some of the history is uh, with policies, some of the history of dealing with different situations that we have as the school year gets underway. Certainly all of us went through COVID last year, and uh, that was a whole new learning curve for all of us here. But we were able to get tournaments in in, uh, and and completed in in all of our sports in some way, shape, or form. As Football, as you know, we got a couple of levels completed there but uh, we, we are we're still dealing with covid in many cases but we keep trying to do and and keep trying to provide play opportunities right now during the regular season for those schools and programs who can for those players and teams that can and we are already uh, aimed and targeted to uh, do that with our tournament series as well including football all the way to camp randall yeah, that's that is the part I, I can tell you this um, that people ask me the most, whether it's at a, at a you know at, a, at one of our local pick and save stores, if I'm shopping or a gas station, they'll say, "Man, it's great having high school football back." Will there be a state champion this year? Will they be back? And I said, so far, yeah, I I, I believe that, and and that's the goal is to to have a state champions in in uh, every division and and to kind of try to get back to some normalcy. Because the second question is, so how do you think Fond du Lac would have done against Muskego? I'm like, man, I don't know. You know, I wish they they could have played, but you know, we we can't we can't look back at that. But I, I can tell you this, on the excitement of it, people, you, you start to take things for granted in your life, right? And to be able to, to, to go out any Friday, you know, put a jacket on and go take a look at, and, and see what game you want to go to, go buy a ticket and go watch great high school football, was taken away from people that just adore doing that. And yep. you took it for granted, and now when it's when it's given back to you, it's just so much sweeter to be able to do to hear the band and and to, you know have this the to hear the whistle and the and the players hitting, and it's just like man, okay, I'm back to where I should be, and I have to give the WIA a lot of credit again because they didn't do what a lot of the states around us did a year ago and just shut everything down. They they figured out a way to get our kids to play. Now, not everybody got to play all their games, and I understand that. And there were times that teams had a game set up for Friday, and on Wednesday found out they weren't playing. But everybody rolled with it. And I'll tell you this, Tom, I think the people that really like just adored what you guys did the most was, was the coaching staffs that I talked to. They said, look, we, we look around. We know what's going on. Are we ticked off at the WIA sometimes? Yeah, you bet, but not on this. You know, they, they worked right. us through. Hey, one of the things that's happened over the last few years with the WIA is that they're, they're working together alongside the WFCA. 
and for years there, you know, there was there was some 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 toughness there where it was hard, I think, for both sides to come together, sit down at the table, and and work together on some of this stuff. And those days are over, it looks like to me. And the fact that Dan Brunner and, and Swiddle and Doug Sarver and Biola and you guys can sit down at a table now and discuss ways to make this game even better, I think is just a really good sign for the state of Wisconsin. Well, we agree. We we know that uh, we have to work with our football coaches associations in each of our sports, but football is the primary one where we have a lot of trust. We have a lot of belief in the direction that the football coaches wish to go. We've been through so many different issues, uh, you know, from concussions uh, to injury to mental health issues, you know, to uh, getting through COVID uh, with them and and the tournament structure that as we get into the format and determining uh, how, you know, just you, keep in mind, Mike, this goes way back to uh, the, really the start of football championships in that the original issue with them was no one could ever determine where, where we'd be able to play them because the schools and, and the people involved couldn't come to agreements that way. You know, you learn from situations like that that you have to have people that you can work with in order to get these things accomplished, and, and that's exactly what we're doing. They work so well, and they understand the game. They understand. They have the direct contact with the student-athletes uh, where we can get that specific feedback uh, about things that are taking place in their practices and in their contests, especially when it comes to things like injury prevention and risk prevention, that it's crucial for us to be able to have that form of communication. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And, and you know, it seems like, um, you know, there's that give and take. But but once you come together and say, look, if you're able to do it this way, you know, we can we can kind of adjust over here. And if you guys do that, then we can get this thing done. And I just think that that makes a world of sense. And, and there are times where guys like me question what you guys do. And and one thing I learned over the years is that domino effect. And, and Wade would say this to me. Look, Mike, you might be right on this one situation. You might be right. But imagine what happens then if we if we kind of just change the rule a little bit for this one case. And then look what look what happens. Now, now we're going to have 35 more that we're going to have to look at. And and I don't think we're going to do that because the, the, the rule is black and white. And again, you know, I'm 100% Irish. I'm always like my final decision is maybe. Let's just change this little part of the rules so these guys can play. And then it was, hold on a second. What if we do that? Then do we have to do that over here as well? I'm not sure that I'd be great at your job. Tom, I got to be honest with you. Because you know, I, I uh, sometimes not everything is black and white, and and sometimes when you're part of the WIA, it has to be. It is, you know. It, talk about the domino effect, but you also have the various <clears throat> perspectives uh, and uh, the various situations uh, that come into play with this. There, there really, Mike. It, it's kind of domino effect is one way of looking at it, but layers. Each individual problem has many, many layers to it, and you have to be able to really get down and through all of those layers to what is really the the problem, what's the issue that we've got to address as these situations come forward. And it's different areas of the state will have different perspectives, they'll have different opinions, and there will be a different impact uh, on those as you go through this. <clears throat> 
So you have to take all of that into consideration and uh, and really dive into it uh, before reacting and and know that our whole uh, committee structure is really designed to do that. Not only do we look at it from regions, but large school, small schools, medium-sized schools, each of the divisions that we have can have a various impact. Uh, and then we now add the new perspective that uh, we are doing a lot of work with, and that's eight-player football. You know, how does what what type of impact is that going to have? Where are we going with this? And uh, and how can we help tackle football uh, for boys and girls uh, remain a viable sport, uh, both at the 11 player and eight player football levels? Boy, that's perfect. Hey, I really appreciate your time. And, and as we get deeper into the to the season, I hope it's OK with you if I give you a call back. Uh, just before playoff time, just to check in again. And, and I really appreciate your willingness uh, to come on and, and continue what I think uh, certainly Wade LeBecki had started with this conversation to, to come on this show and, and talk to me both on and off the record. So uh, thank you, Tom. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Always glad to be a part of your show. Keep up the great work. Thanks a lot, and have a great weekend. He is Tom Schafransky, again, Assistant Director for the WIAA. We will get uh, get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-safe stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.